When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, happy new year, everybody. Welcome to the last regular season episode of Motor City Realist Season 2. It's your boys, Zach and Mike, back in the studio. Uh, you know, Mike, I mean, first of all, first of all, before before we get into it, because I know it's, it's going to be a tough subject. Happy new year. How, uh, how, how was the holidays year. with the fam? It was good. You know, it was good. Not as much traveling this year, a little, little low key. You know, I got to sit around and enjoy some Lions football and the rest of the great yeah. games that there would, you know, you, uh, but, uh, but yeah, overall, not a lot of travel. So were, did you stay in Florida? Did you go back or did you wait? Did your family come to you? Yeah, my family came to me. So it was the first time that they, they did that, the Florida trip for Christmas. Uh, so that was fun, but, uh, yeah, uh, just, just took down the, uh, the Christmas lights and all that stuff today or, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Yesterday and today. So, yep. We're into 2024. Time to time to turn that new leaf, get them resolutions out. Yeah, new year, new year, new year. But uh that's right. But yeah, I mean, uh, hey, let's preface this episode by saying we are the realists, the motor city realists. Yep. Yep. So uh Zach, we can you know quickly yeah, yeah, we can quickly touch on because we didn't we didn't uh put out an episode last week. So we did clinch the division uh with that that win against Minnesota first time in 30 years we've won a division so yep. we got to give our got to give our props to the football team for that because Absolutely. that was huge nothing i've seen in my lifetime uh i'm about to turn 30 next month so first time that i've ever witnessed lions win a division good stuff good christmas present i don't know if you have anything to say about that game but it was no it's a i i forgot yeah you said you're about to turn 30 god what a young young man i, I don't know yeah. uh how our paths cross because I feel like you're, <laughs> you're, you're I call you junior. I'm 39. So, but, but yes, uh, you know, obviously can't really remember. I remember the, the Pontiac silver days. I think we played the Jaguars in the, in the, 
the playoffs and that was like right or not too long after their expansion year or something along those lines barry but uh I, my fondest memories are i don't know if my dad planned it or we just randomly knew but we made a trip we stayed the night uh in detroit and we ended up staying at the players hotel uh, oh really and it, it just worked out and you know maybe he knew i don't know but i remember meeting herman moore johnny morton i rode the elevator with barry sanders really and i think i was like eight or nine just starstruck and i remember he was the only one that wouldn't sign an autograph he wasn't mean but he just <laughs> did not want to talk did not want to discuss it but he wasn't rude he just did, went on his way uh lomas brown i remember he was like seven foot tall compared to me but but yeah a fond memory you're, you're talking obviously never never in your lifetime i i remember uh you know i gotta i gotta dig out those pictures my dad and i gotta get together we've got a lot of uh, memorabilia autographs that we got to get together and sort through but that was a, a great time so yeah, moving forward, I, moving forward, I, yes. Yeah, I think my dad had a poster in his home office of that that Lions versus Jags game. It was a picture of Barry uh, in that game. So, yeah, good. Uh, I, I remember, I mean, in my, my earliest memories, the Buccaneers were in our division, you know. So, like, that was – but, uh, but no, yeah. So, Real one bad. division, um, yeah, it's good to, good to get that off, off the chest. Um, and then we went into Dallas. Still alive for the one seed because a lot of things happened in week 16 that helped us. Uh, and man, I, you know, first off, like you said, we're realists. So if, if you really want to win a game, it shouldn't come down to the last play. Right. But, but these are football games and sometimes they do. And obviously everybody and their mother knows what happened. The referees botched it. It just depends on who you believe at this point. Did he report? Did he not report? I mean, the video sure makes it look like he reports, but who knows? Um, just what are what are your thoughts with how that all played out and and if there's anything else in the game that you wanted to touch on well let's uh yeah let's first i mean obviously we'll talk about that but let's first say zach and i we always referenced uh we broke down the 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 year kind of where we thought we'd be we thought dallas was going to be a tough one anyways uh i think i predicted a loss um our our most recent show i think we both predicted a loss but i think we both predicted to get kind of thumped pretty good because Dallas is coming off two losses, uh, kind of, you know, make a statement game. But uh, even with a loss and as bad as this taste, I am extremely excited to go into the playoffs at this point. No matter what seed, yeah, you want to have that home field. But, uh, I mean, everything in this game, uh, Campbell's lived and died by the the fourth down, fourth and goal, fourth and, you know, here. And the fake punt, I mean, look at all that. I mean, we got 31 yards on a, on a fake punt. You know, we probably could have, should have kicked a field goal early, but should have, would have, could have. Like you said, play shouldn't have, I mean, the, the game shouldn't have gone down to one play. But overall, we couldn't stop CeeDee Lamb. So, uh, hey, Dan Campbell said in the beginning, he said, hey, if we get in that situation, we're going for the win. We're not going for the tie. Uh, and I, I like that because, like I said, we couldn't stop CeeDee Lamb. He was torturing us. All they had to do was get in field goal range. Uh, granted, there was like 23 seconds. I think they had one timeout. Um, but, but who knows? I mean, the way – he was just able, I mean, I feel like we were able to kind of stifle him late, but uh, he, he, he torched us. Other than that, I felt like that was a great game. I mean, overall, Aiden Hutchinson, I mean, nice to see him. He's had his spurts, ups and downs. He's still leading the league in pressures, I, I believe, and I think now he has nine and a half sacks, which he, he tied his, his rookie record. So you're talking, you know, I mean, 19 sacks in, in two years for a second-year yeah, player. That, that's that's pretty, pretty significant. Our defense coming around. Not even talk about what we'll talk about later. All these guys healthy coming back. 
I don't know how, how big of a shock it was for you to see Bugs get released. If you saw that, uh, you know, yep. going through, we talked about him early on in the season, but, but yes, yeah, so to go to that, uh, that roughing situation, my wife doesn't watch a lot of football. I mean, she likes going to the game. She really enjoys it, but you know, she doesn't all season. She's been like, Oh yeah. If she'll look at the score and, and the lions are losing or something like that, or if they're up big, she's like, you know, they're going to lose. And I'm like, and here we are, you know, the second to last game of the year. I was like, do you, you don't even realize that we're like one of the top, five best teams in the entire NFL and you're busting my balls on this. So, <laughs> so she sat there and literally watched the last three plays of that. And yeah, you talk about emotion uh, up and down. I mean, I was standing, jumping, we won it. Then we threw an interception, but, but I saw, I saw a flag when Mike Parsons was off offside. So I kind of knew then that, that last, you know, third, third, uh, third try was, you know, that Mitchell that passed to Mitchell, you know, golf short armed it. Um, but yes, to that situation, I feel we did everything right. Campbell said everything right. He said he went over it pregame, even on the drive. He, he wrote it out for them, let them know. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we had, you know, Skipper was reporting all game. They said there was going to be a wrinkle in it. They talked about this. But that's where I feel like I go back to the NCAA, the NFL. It's a business. And I feel like there's times that, hey, they can get away with this stuff, and it doesn't matter. And, and you see mm -hmm. it here whether the Lions should have lost or not, you know, they could, they could have kicked the field goal early and it wouldn't have been an issue, but here we are in the situation fine for it. And, and, and now you've got a little different aspect of things. You've got the national media kind of, uh, I wouldn't say on your side, but, but saying these, these officials, I don't know if you saw Rex Ryan. I mean, he just went completely nuts about these, these guys. Oh, oh, and, uh, you know, the referees uh, need to come out and, and, and claim their mistakes and you can't blame that on players. Obviously, you're yeah, even Aaron Rodgers came out to, on the defense of the Lions. Yeah. And it's uh, it, it's cool to see. But uh, honestly, like I said, I thought we were going to get smoked. I thought we played well. We got we're getting people back. I I feel like that game, even a loss. It, it, do, it didn't bother me as bad as it probably should have. And I, I feel like it was almost just as good as a win going into this next game. And I feel like we're, we're ready to throttle Minnesota. Yeah. I, uh, that's funny you say that. Cause I do feel bad for Minnesota going into this game because they are going to get the absolute most ruthless version of the Lions that you could possibly get. And Campbell said that. But, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it was, it was a good game. It was kind of a weird game. You know, you had the CD, CD lamb fumble at, the, like the one yard yeah. line they gave us the ball back and that was kind of a lifesaver um we had the interception yet yeah, Jalen Reeves may have been with the, the the fake punt pass which I think he was like the first defensive player in franchise history yeah. to complete a pass and to do it on fourth down you know in Jerry world that's crazy but uh and did you see I, I don't know if you saw this the the Pro Bowl roster was just released and he made the Pro Bowl this year mm. the Pro no, Bowl I didn't roster, know that him Hutchinson um Obviously, uh, Frank uh, Frank Ray not support Laporta, and then we had a bunch of alternates stuff like that. I just saw that not too long ago, but but it's cool to see him on there. But yes, uh, him chucking that that pass, and honestly, to tell you the truth, you know, hey, if it was a good pass, which we'll take what we can, that that uh, that reception would have gone for a touchdown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, in all things considered, it was it was a pretty good pass. Um, but it's funny because the way this game ended, I. I I actually texted my brother before the game, before the game even started. And this, I'm going to read it to you. So this is verbatim what I said. Honestly, my only hope for this game tonight is that it's not a ref show. Can't walk away from this game feeling cheated. Other than that, I'm ready to accept any result. Okay. So that's what I said before. The How game. did you swallow that pill? 
<laughs> so I maybe I manifested it. I don't know, but but point is like losing a close game where we were competitive against the Cowboys at this point is nothing to nothing to hang your head about. The, these two teams are potentially on a crash course to play each other in the playoffs. So this could be a rematch, and at least now you kind of know what you're dealing with. Obviously, CD Lamb being the biggest issue that uh, that you've got to uh, cover up, but. Yeah, like you said, the defense, Aiden Hutchinson getting on this stat sheet. It was just a – and it was another one of those things where, you know, it's <laughs> – we call it Matt Stafford time, but maybe it's just at this point it just could be like – we could call it golf time or Ben Johnson time. I don't know what, but they drew up a, they drew up a, a series a, that they needed, ran right down the field, nice touchdown to Amon Ra, and then – Similar situation in my house where I'm like, I'm up there, I'm clapping because we, we got the two-point conversion. We won the game, it feels like. Then they throw this flag, and I'm like, what is going on? And then the offsides, and at this point, uh, my fiance, who is similar to your wife and is like, we'll watch football, you know, but isn't so so much into it that like we are. She goes, why don't they just kick it? <laughs> and I was <laughs> like. I was like, yeah, honestly, they probably should, but this is Dan Campbell and he's not going to do that. So, and, and it's, I, I like, I, I kind of, we keep saying this and at this point it's, it's, we, we, we should be used to it, but it's, he leads into who he is and he's just real, you know, and he's like, I'm just going to go for two. I don't care if it's, if you back me up to the 40 yard line, I'm going for two. Like that, this is what it feels like. And you just kind of know what you're going to get. And one line that he said after this game that, struck me where I was like, we're going to be, we're going to be good. I think this helps us is he said, we built this roster for a reason. They'll be fine. And that was like, all right, these guys are going to be ready to go come playoff time. They're not going to let something like this get them down. And so that was, that was pleasing to see, I think. And I think this bodes well, because like I said, you're getting McNeil back. You're getting, you know, CJ Gardner Johnson, you're getting, yeah, uh, you know, other players, you know, Levi maybe back. I mean, you're getting Houston. I mean, you're you're getting pieces back, some big pieces that are potential potential starters from all season that were out for a while. And obviously, like again, I, I reference Bugs uh, getting released. You know, he he gave a shout out to the fans. You know, basically to the city. He said he's moving on. As soon as I saw that, I knew there was something going on. Which I think he took that in stride, especially early in the season where he's been ups and downs. And he, and he played good for us. You know, but that just goes shows we talked early on. We have to make difficult roster decisions. We've never had to do that. Now we're making those. You know we're getting good. So it's also nice. I obviously I don't want to lose, but you're still potentially playing for a number two seed. You know something that makes so basically you got CJ Gardner Johnson coming back, so he's going to get playing time. You, you got to work him into this game. Obviously get him in game shape. The rest of these guys. So this is like the best case scenario. Um, I, I I do think we should slack slack Minnesota, but. In the back of your mind, is there like a letdown game? Like you're worried or is it like, okay, because Justin Jefferson kind of that last game, we shut him down to the second half and then all of a sudden he went off on us. You know, or do you think like, man, pedal to the metal, like these boys just got screwed over and they know and they're going to ride into the playoffs and, and they're just going to put it on them. Yeah, we're like you mentioned, we're giving pieces back to the defense. So it depends on how much of a period there is there of get, just gelling back together as a unit. Um but I, I I could see I could see our offense lighten it up. Um, I could see that being a position where like we don't want to drive down the field and and rely on the refs to correctly 
report our players, you know, <laughs> but, but, you know, all jokes aside is like, let's, let's put the fate in our hands instead of the rest hands. And I really think that's the mentality that they're going to have because I touch on it all the time. It's, it's not a, like the NFL is, is when, when you say rigged, people think it's like, it's like scripted to a T and that's not really what it means. It's just like, they will favor games in ways that they want to because they can, it's, they're an entertainment industry. And, and you're, it's Jerry's world, and they're they're honoring Jimmy Johnson at halftime, and it's probably like let's give the Dallas Cowboys a win, and we just happen to be on the bad side of that, and it is what it is, right? Dan Campbell almost gets lionized in that way, like welcome to the Detroit Lions. This is what we, you know, this is what we've been used to. But I think that I know I'm going off on a tangent here, but back to the Minnesota game. All this is going to play into. I just think they're going to take this Minnesota game as seriously as possible. They're gonna they're gonna approach it so professionally that it, it should look like a clean game. And if it doesn't, I think the only reason that it doesn't is because the defense is trying to gel with each other again as a starting unit, which you also want to see happen before we hit the, the playoffs. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like with that being said, like, I mean, halfway, or I shouldn't say halfway through the season, we had, we had a bad loss, you know, and, and you and I were both like, man, this is that totally derailed the season. You know, there's still a lot of football left, but like this really makes things, you know, Go on and check, but do you feel like I kind of I kind of assume your position on this? Do you feel like going into Minnesota, locked up the division? Do you feel like we've already over overachieved this season at this point? I think we've I I think we've achieved is how I okay. would put it. Like I think this is what we were supposed to do. Um, even if we wouldn't have won the division, because I honestly at the beginning of the season thought that Minnesota was going to win the division and we got in as a wild card, maybe one or two games behind them. I would have said that that was fine too. But this I think is the biggest factor is going to be winning a playoff game because that we also haven't okay. done in forever. Uh, so, okay. So the way the season shaped up, would you have say five, six games ago, would you figured, okay, we're going to get in the playoffs. We're going to run into somebody. We're going to lose. Now are you thinking, man, we got some momentum. People are coming back. There's some health. There's, this this is an actual team that people are going to kind of look at and be like, you know, this is a real team. They're not just kind of kind of squeaking the playoffs. Yeah, I think it's good. I, I have more faith now than I did. I know previously we talked about like this team was going to make the playoffs, but they weren't necessarily a scary contender. But the, with the way things are happening in the NFC, I don't really know that anyone – obviously the Eagles are – they've lost, what, three in a row or, or- – in in yeah, Grant, it's a it's a bad thing to go into playoffs. Um, but I I feel like, yeah, they'll probably hit their stride. But I don't think that they're up there. I, although I've seen a few people pick them versus Miami this year for the Super Bowl recently. But I don't know. Obviously, uh, San Francisco still looks good. Seattle can always creep on yeah. you. But we talked about it in previous. My probably biggest scare for me is just the whole the whether we're out of this black cloud this. Detroit curse or not. Is there a way that we run into Matt Stafford and this just screws us? I mean, I, I think that's, I think that's what the NFL wants. I think, honestly, I see it going like we play the Rams and Stafford. And so Stafford's back at Ford field playing a playoff game. And they're going to show the stat. He's, he's like not he's, a guy. He's not a guy that you're going to boo. Right, right, right. And, and honestly, I, I like our chances in that game. I, I, I think the Rams are a scary team, and they can put together a good game, but I like our chances in that game. But what it sets up is the, us playing the Cowboys the very next week. And 
that's the kind of drama that the NFL, what I say scripting or rigging is they're just, they line stuff up like that where now that those outcomes become more likely and those create more stories, more people writing articles about the NFL. Look, you got Stafford playing Detroit and then you've got the rematch of the game that all of America saw where Brad Allen destroyed the lions. And these are the things that just like they ramp up ratings, you know? So that's, that's how, that's how you understand it. So basically it's so funny because like you look at like, the WWE, AEW, like wrestling, like you've got writers that script this stuff. They know to a T. I'm sorry if anybody's watching and they believe in Santa or the WWE. <laughs> you got writers. You alluded to it. You're not saying that. Obviously, it's scripted like that. But right. how, how? How? It's just like Vegas. Vegas can can literally make or break you. They're talking about. I don't know if you've seen this in this kind of off, off subject, but you got players that are playing for incentives, different things. The biggest thing that more so people are mad about the Detroit Dallas game is people are betting on these games. And then basically the referees are taking it away from, yeah, you know, so to say it's written, obviously no, but I mean, do you think, and this is really hypothetical and just, this is out there. This is one of those things like, do you think there really is, I mean, like some way that they just sit there a year in advance, they look at the schedule and they say, oh, hypothetically, we can do this. That way, when the playoffs come up, we can line up the one versus the six or, you know, the seed. And it would be Detroit versus Matthew Stafford coming to town. And, and like you said, I mean, rating. I mean, that's I feel like every year the most unheard of scenarios happen. And I feel like every year it happens somehow. And I know this is delusional. I'm just saying, like, just playing into this. Like, I, I mean, think, what what are the odds of that kind of stuff? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't I, I don't know if it starts from week one like that, but I think they look at the at least the way I would theorize is that they look at the way things are playing out through five, six weeks, maybe eight or nine weeks, and then they start going, okay, this is what this could line up. Because honestly, if you put any two teams together, you could create some sort of storyline, right? So you just kind of look for the ones that are stronger as you approach what teams are in playoff contention, which ones are not. Um, which ones can go on a roll, you know, and then, yeah, this could, this is very well situation where maybe it's like right before game time, the NFL folds down to the refs because there's no accountability. That's the main thing. You can't like the players can't even talk bad about the refs in press conferences. So there's nothing holding the refs accountable and they're hired by the NFL. So there's, and there's nobody holding the NFL accountable. Obviously they're just an entertainment business. So, so basically did you see Brad Allen's crew? I think they got dumped from the playoffs or something yep. like that immediately after and now they are doing the primetime game this week, the Baltimore. Yeah, uh, whatever. I saw that. And it's like, and, and don't get me wrong. Again, we're not saying that the referees are the ones. That we're just we're just having fun with it, hypothetically. But I mean, we haven't even touched on. Did did we? I, I know this is totally off topic, but I mean, did we completely ruin Russell Russell Wilson and, and the Denver Broncos after the beating them? Yeah, they, he's he's not even. That whole that whole scenario is nuts because well, that is the weirdest. Benched. They're they're essentially like his clause literally is we have to pay you a bonus if you get hurt. Yeah. So basically, they're benching him so he doesn't get hurt. So he, so he doesn't get a bonus. Like the whole like the 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 stuff that people come up with the terms and contracts. I, I mean, I feel like this is stuff you watch in movies and it just comes to light. And, and I guess, again, that's the parody of the NFL. That's the there's that's why there's so much behind it that you're just like, I mean, how is this stuff real? 
yeah. On the, so on the topic of just having fun with it, what keeps Russell Wilson from just like hiring someone to come break his leg? And then he's like, he gets that, a huge what, bonus. That's what I saw. So basically on social media, they were saying, well, does it have to be in a game? Does, does it, yeah. is it an off-field? <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, so like hypothetically, like someone's going to try to cash in on this, you know, like, I mean, just yeah. the, the whole scenario. And that goes again to a betting. So basically last week I wanted to take Denver. I was on Denver early on. And then they came out with the news. They were benching, they were benching Russell Wilson. I'm like, all right. So that changes things. So mm-hmm. I slid over to Texans with CJ Stroud coming back. I got that game, but I mean, there's so much like, I, I, I feel like getting away from what we're doing on the show, obviously Detroit sports, there's so much money involved that anything, I mean, really is not off the table and it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Especially, especially when the leagues start getting in bed with the sports books and they're, they're now, you know, sponsored or their affiliates and they're promoting yeah. each other. That's when I was like, I've done betting on the NFL because as soon as you put money in, then you're just part of the statistic where they're looking at it. Like, like, and obviously this keep is, this is conspiracy stuff. Up, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, they they do yeah. And they're like, they're like, Hey Brad, uh, we've got, we've got a ton of money on lion's money line right now. We have to make sure that that doesn't happen. Right. And so now they get down to the end and they're like, Brad knows Dan Campbell's going to go for two. I know he's going to go for two. I know what he's going to call. And I am going to, you see how fast he walks away from that huddle where they're reporting. Like he's like, I just got to tries. It may take three tries, but you cannot let them get in the end zone. Yeah, exactly. So it's like uh, conspiracy level stuff, but I'm just saying like when they're in bed with each other and there's no accountability on the refs, there's no accountability on the league because they're entertainment. There's nothing that keeps this stuff from happening. And you can theorize about it all day and put your tinfoil hat on and say, you're just conspiracy theorists. But at the end of the day, it's a possibility because of the way that it's all set up. Yeah. It's funny. And again, this has nothing to do with, you know, our show, but it's just funny to, to look at things. We're not saying anything scripted, you know, again, we're, we should have never been in a situation we were, where we needed the Yeah, yeah. We, we were never going to talk about it, but they did it to us. So we had yeah, it, And actually, right, right before the show, Zach goes, we're going to talk about the elephant in the room. I said, I'm not even going to touch it. We're not even going to talk about <laughs> it. So, you know, but but uh, looking forward, we, we previously kind of just mentioned, obviously, Minnesota. We both think that we should go into this game and, and kind of slack them. Obviously, we do our predictions and stuff like that. Uh, the past couple of weeks, I feel like offensively, defensively, we've come around. Do you feel like, I guess, let me ask, I haven't 100% seen that C.J. Garner-Johnson is going to play. I'm assuming he is to get his legs under him. What kind of impact do you do you feel like he's going to have? Do you feel like early in the season where he he's just a leader, he's a dog, you know, but do you think he's going to cost us a, you know, a penalty here and there and just get so jacked that he's going to hit somebody? Like early in the season we talked about, you know, he had some stupid penalties, but it's like yeah. you can't not like that. You, you want that fire. Like are you okay – I guess especially this part of the season where he comes in and he's just out there. I mean, he's just he's just at it. Yeah, I, I mean, like you said, it's a fine line. We want to see the intensity, but you're right. I think it was like a first. I think it was the first game of the season where it was, it was first just, or second. Yeah, it was a big yeah, time. unnecessary roughness. It's like it's one of those things. Where like you kind of know that that's what's that's what's going to come with this guy. I hope I hope he gets it all out in week 18 and doesn't do it in the playoffs and cost us a playoff game. But. um I'm kind of that's kind of what I'm I guess keeping my eye on in this last game is is what what level of intensity and how much he can rein it in when necessary. Uh so that I think that'll be interesting to see. I don't know if uh um Minnesota is Minnesota is not playing for a playoff spot. They're they still are. technically not eliminated and they just announced Mullins as their starter again. 
Um, yeah, so a lot of things I, gotta happen for them, but it's a tricky game. It's a tricky game to figure out what's gonna happen, right? Because the Lions, you don't want to, you don't want to injure anybody, but you're also gonna be coming out with a lot of fire. Minnesota's still vying; they need some things to happen, but they're still vying for a playoff spot. But I think, I think if the Packers win, the Vikings aren't in anyway. Yeah, so, yeah, so I don't know. It's gonna be interesting to see how both teams play it. Um, and this one is this one's in Minneapolis, right? Yeah. We played the first one at home. I believe yes. I don't. I, yeah, man. I don't know. This this is a tough one to. And obviously, like as a Lions fan, we've never been in this situation where, where we can literally yeah. blow a game and still our Doesn't season matter. still goes yeah. on. <laughs> so I, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's I don't know if I can predict a score on this one. I, I would say something like. I think I would go like twenty-seven to twenty. Yeah, I was about twenty-seven to twenty. I feel like Detroit. thirty-five, fourteen. Yeah, I mean, I it, like... it, yeah. See, it could get up there though. That's a thing. But I, I like... mean, I just feel like Justin Jefferson is kind of like Ceedee Lamb. He's just one of those guys that can open up the game no matter what. You know, I feel like our. We, we, I, I mean, I'm sure you've noticed our secondary has been. We, we've been trying new guys. You know, we, we've seen some different guys back there. We've seen some guys really play. You know. I mean, we we swung and missed early on on uh, I, I I can't even pronounce it Iwafana Mentu or whatever. Yeah, Melafano. Yeah, Melafano. Yeah, which he was hurt early on in his rookie year. Wasn't sure if it was going to pan out, and and now he's coming back. He's playing great. And it's funny because like when you talk about these broadcasters and stuff like that, they talk about, oh, this guy's a budding star. You know, he, he you know the past couple of games, and it's like, all right, yeah, that's what I want to hear too. But you know, they're not following the Lions, but. You know, you got guys yeah. in the secondary. Again, I continue to talk about, you know, different guys that never even seen before on this active roster. But one thing that we don't talk a lot about is contracts and stuff like that. And C.J. Gardner-Johnson was on a kind of a make-it deal this year, kind of a prove-it deal. You know, his obviously his stock took a hit because he didn't play. But do you feel like I, – I, I just feel like not to, to put too much stock into one thing, but I feel like a guy like that, as personal as he is, a leader – and with, with the Eagles being uh, relevant still, that I feel like he's one of those guys that is is going to take us deep into the playoffs. Even though he's not necessarily – I don't think you can necessarily earn a contract in two, three weeks, but I feel like there's there's something something special that's going to happen with his leadership. And and I don't know what's going to happen. I would love to resign him, see what's happened. Obviously, we've got money. You know, we'd be the first one on the hook for him. But uh, we're talking a lot about him, but I just feel like there's something behind him that I really am excited about to take us kind of deep in the playoffs. Yeah, I've got a I got a gut feeling that that he will return to Detroit, and I don't know why. I, it, it may it may be another prove it deal. It would almost have to be for the Lions for it to make sense for Detroit, right? Because they're like, you didn't really play, so in order to come back, like we're gonna do this one year thing again. But I don't know. It, it, he also could have a big game, like Nick Mullins. Like you can pick off Nick Mullins a couple times in a game. You know, I think I think recently he threw four picks in a game, and, and like a lot of them were deep passes. But he's a, he's a quarterback that you can you can pick off a couple times. And if CJ Gardner Johnson gets in on that, who knows? You know, I, I but I, I get the feeling that he likes being in Detroit, and especially if you know if we do run into the Eagles, if we get that far, you yeah, know that. Uh, uh... I cheering on that, you know, top, yeah, so, yeah, but, yeah, but just fuel to the fire and that, that you know, so but anyways, that, that I think we're both in, in uh, 
and obviously, uh, you know, agreements of kind of going forward, the expectations, the excitement around it. We've o- we've overachieved, but now we're to the point where overachieving maybe actually means, hey, we're going to take a deep, decent run in the playoffs. I shouldn't say deep, a decent run. You know, I think maybe early on we thought, hey, we get in the playoffs, that's good. We'll be happy. It'll probably be another loss. But I think there's a lot of excitement about it. You know, there's there's a real opportunity, yeah. especially the way the way teams are playing. So, so yeah, yeah we'll see. And, uh- yeah, the other thing we got to touch on with with you know guys like that coming back is, and you mentioned it, Bugs um, gone, Bruce Irving gone. Bugs was kind of up and down throughout the season. Uh, Bruce Irving was here as a veteran guy, came in for I think nine weeks. Um, Campbell said he loved having him here, but what was your thoughts when you saw those decisions? Well, on? see, I saw, and, and I'll have to verify, and maybe you can pull it up. Is I saw that they uh, elevated him from the practice squad um, cool. not too long ago. Unless he was elevated in practice. I, I didn't see what the timestamp was on it for Irving. Oh. I saw that they made like a, fl- a flurry of moves. They could have released him since, but that could have been, and that's been how, how out of touch I have been uh, this week with things. I know they elevated yeah, it looks him. Like, it looks like, yeah, earlier today they cut him from the practice squad. Okay. So, yes, they elevated him. They, they cut him. So, either way, basically, they, yeah, they had to make roster moves. And I mean, that's, again, you know, he, he was a, one of those names that, you know, five years ago in his prime, he still he still played good for us. He still had a motor, but yeah, you know, the general scope of things that's that's where we're at. So, so yeah, that is surprising. Uh, obviously, to say I saw him elevated, but uh, hey, gotta do what you got to do. We talked about that early on. Hey, we're in this position that nobody's been in. Zach hasn't been in in his lifetime to see the players. Right. We haven't been in in years to where we've had to make roster transactions that that stung a little bit. So, uh, overall, in, in you know, looking forward to the draft. Uh, we've talked about our, our needs and what we want to do, and and I don't think I think probably next week, going into the playoffs after this game, we'll evaluate golf one more time because I feel like that that jury that verdict is still out there. Um, you know, I still am a golf guy, but there's things about him that it goes back to this this James Mitchell throw to where basically he could have walked into the end zone basically after those two penalties and he threw it at his legs. You know, there's, there's certain things The JMO, we didn't even talk about that. The 60 yard bomb, all of a sudden he finally unloads one. And, and that's been yeah. the general census is he can't, he can't, he hasn't been able to hit that pass. But if you get it to JMO, he's going to run right by anybody in the secondary. Yeah, that was, the, that was the play. I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I forgot about it. That was the play we were, I've been looking for all season where it's just like, you know, just throw it up there and, and he'll run under it. And so, yeah, that was exciting to see, but yeah, it's, it, it's interesting times. We're going to see how this shakes out. I'm excited to go forward, see how the playoffs shake out. Um, but yeah, that's, that's about, uh, that's about it. We got our predictions in for, for the Minnesota game. Anything else that you want to touch on as far as the Detroit lions go? No, I think the lions were good. You want to touch, you want to give us a little red ring round or red ring roundup. There we go. Too fast. Red wing roundup. What's what's going on? We talked last we talked was do the red wings have a, a, a Kane Patrick Kane problem? Yeah. How have he... we, uh, for, for the, for the casual fans, how, how have we fared since? Yeah. He shut me up real quick. Actually, I probably owe him an apology. <laughs> he probably doesn't listen to the show, but but yeah, uh, Showtime. I you know I apologize. He he. Next game he came out. I think he scored and assisted on every every goal or something like that. And he he did that for a few games. Um, was just in the in the stat sheet and good to see. Uh, you know, still need everyone else to gel. And it's interesting because we talked about everybody being so 
tired from all these games that are happening because they had to fix fit, fit them all in after the Sweden trip. Yeah. And, and obviously Kane being the most fresh out of them because he didn't play for us at the beginning of the season. So uh, it's just, it's interesting to see all that shake out, but now you started a new year. They started their West coast trip and they beat San Jose uh, yesterday. And then they play in LA tomorrow and then Anaheim after that. Sweeping this West coast trip would be awesome. Won the first game. Like I said, got two more. Then we come home, play the Oilers, but We've kind of caught up in games played now. So uh-huh. time to take that breather. Time to play with at the pace of the rest of the NHL who are going to be having – I think we've actually got – other other teams have games in hand now, so they're going to be playing more games going forward. And that's just kind of where we're at. We, I, we still like – I touched on Kane was putting, putting up stats, but we were losing games still, uh, more games than we'd like to lose. Now we're behind Tampa in the, uh, in the standings, so we're not in a playoff spot anymore, I don't believe. But need to use this new year to revitalize, especially this West Coast trip. Get everybody back on that mentality of, you know, hockey's better when Detroit is good. So yes. that's what that's what we I think want, you, you even, uh, you know, a couple episodes ago, you even even when we were sitting in that two spot behind Boston, you still mentioned that this is probably a team that probably if they get in, they squeak into the playoffs. You never said that they were going to keep up this run. Obviously, you know, it's it's nice to see Kane being the one that kind of. Is glued us together. I don't, I don't know if you've seen this though, and and I don't. Again, I love getting my news from social media because it's like if it's on Facebook, if it's on anything, it's real, right? Yep. yep. Have you seen any rumblings? And and this is, I, I have no. I mean, did you ever see? Because Kane came on and he has no no trade clause, right? Oh, I don't know that. I think I, it, he have probably you seen does. any rumblings about potentially uh, trading Kane. I have not. Have you? So, and this this is from people. This is not from like authorized sources. It's just funny yeah. that the people that get on social media and and they talk about things because I thought his his contract was fully guaranteed, basically, and it had a no trade no trade clause, something like that. Um, so obviously he could pick and choose, but he came here for a reason, you know, especially on this deal. So so it was funny when I saw that. I was just interested interested to see if you saw anything like that. But but yeah, overall. Um, you know, we. Oh, I always mention goalkeeping. How, how uh, recently? What do you feel about our goalkeeping, and, and what are what are your thoughts going forward? Goalkeeping still the biggest question. Okay, so I pulled it up since you brought it up. It turns out that Kane. Ha- well, okay, so insiders are thinking Kane will make an appearance on the trade bait board. So there are rumors about him getting traded. Okay. Um, just because things aren't going in Detroit the way that they thought they were going to go after they said, but. I'm gonna keep my eye on that. So thanks, thanks for thanks for tuning me into that. Um, yeah, goaltending don't really have a consistent. Uh, I would say number one goalie. So that's gonna be our. That's the reason that I don't think we're a contender yet. Uh, got some youngins in the wings that we're hoping in the wings. See what I did there? But no, they're waiting in the wings, hoping to get a chance. I think one of them down in the AHL. Um. And then I think another one that we recently drafted. So that's just, I I just don't think we're going to get there until we solve our goaltending problem. I agree. Am I cutting uh, it out? Yeah, just a little bit. You're fine, but I I, I agree. Um, That's kind of what I was mentioning. I don't know if you're you're hearing me, but but yeah, overall, um, you know, get our Red Wings round up there. Um, But before we go, a little quick round table here. I don't know if you have anything. I've got something. 
Uh, but I don't know if anything uh, from sports world, anything that's going on Go right now, it. anything that that's burning. So basically, we're going to talk about the Detroit Pistons quickly. They finally got their win. Um, I think the the, yep, they the, did. the the books were like outrageous. Like it was like plus three thousand for the the Pistons to win for the rest of the the twenty twenty three season. They got their win. Um, you know, I, I've read a lot of you know coach saying that. This is the the hardest thing he's ever gone through, you know. And he's a, you know, he's a very well decorated coach. He's done a lot of things. People saying that they're not sure if he's the right guy, you know. Tom Gord, they need to sell the team, um, but you know, obviously it's it's one win. It doesn't make anything right, but it, it's so funny. So basically, at, at this point, I feel like the Pistons are at a point of no return this season, so it doesn't matter. So if they for the for the psyche of the Pistons. Because that's a young, young nucleus. And I don't know if you've seen this. This is all over the place. But are you willing to trade a Pistons potential Owen rest of the season for uh, for a Lions Super Bowl? Yes, 100%. 100%. And then you know what I would do if I was a Pistons? I would trade the first pick. Get rid of it. You have, so you have too many young guys. Yeah. We're, we need some veterans. Yeah, gets yeah exactly, man. That's that. I feel like that's got to be the move. But no, it's so Sorry. funny you say that because they they did get the win at the end of twenty twenty three, right? So it's like they they obviously here here we go sports books again. Don't want to pay everyone out that plus three thousand that they put on. The, how, how did they know? Well, I'm sure they didn't know, but there was some way that it was just probably gonna two happen. point win. So, but no, one thing I wanted to bring up because you brought it up earlier in our season. Jaden Ivey not getting minutes, and I seen recently that that's still a thing. Is Jaden Ivey feel like he's feels like he's or or I don't know if it's Jaden Ivey that feels like it or if it's insiders that feel like he's it's, not getting enough minutes. I I think he's kind of slowly publicly said stuff, but based off the insiders, they're saying why is this guy not getting minutes and and it's a it's a kind of a, a treacherous line that you're walking because you're talking a second year player who had a good rookie season, uh, obviously a huge part of our core, but I don't know what the deal is between coaching him. Um, so that's kind of a scary thing. You talk, obviously, you know, I mean, could he be in a package to, to get some veterans? I mean, sure. You could package something like that, but I mean, tons of potential. It's just, it's, I, I just don't know. I mean, I look at, I, we lose all the time, but I look at the box score and it's Cade Cunningham, 30 plus points. And that's it. Yeah. Uh, you know, when Dern plays, he's a double, double machine, but he's been in and out, but I just, I mean, there is no productivity from anybody. And I just don't know, like, I think they said since, uh, said, uh, quad Bay has been traded to Atlanta. Detroit is two and like 48 or something like that. Jeez. And I don't, again, we're not big. I mean, obviously we're, we're Detroit fans. We're Pistons fans, but we're not really in depth to or close to the team where we, we really analyze and look at it. But I mean, there's just (laughs) this year in our year. yeah, I mean, it, 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 <laughs> I, I mean, really, I can't. Look, I haven't looked back since the Tayshon, Chauncey, Rashid, yeah. those days. You know, it, it's stuff like that. That you know, that was that was fun to watch watch uh, basketball, and I feel like that's the difference between basketball and hockey. Like, if your team's good uh, all season long, you know, it, it's fun to watch. Where hockey, your team can squeak into the playoffs, and then once they're in the playoffs, the season resets because playoff yeah. hockey is is totally can happen. Yeah. It's totally different. You know, there, there's a different scenario. There's a different culture. Um, you know, I, I don't know if I mentioned this. My daughter went to a walleye game not too long ago at school. 
every time there's a walleye commercial, she's like, that was the game we were at. Like that was the game we were at. <laughs> and I'm just like, you know, it's this, whatever. But that's something that I want to take. Uh, you know, I think I've mentioned, you know, when I was in Toledo area that we were spoiled to have that, like kind of right in your backyard. So to be able to go there, we're kind of in between Toledo and the Cincinnati Cyclone. So, so we could go either way, but uh, you know, just to have those establishments and I, there's just, there's just, even, I mean, you don't have to be a huge hockey fan just to enjoy it. You know, I mean, there's just, that's why I always like, I always follow them. I always like taking your, your input. Cause obviously that's, that's your bread and butter. You, you love it. You, you, you live and breathe that that's what you guys, you know, you do. Um, but there's so much insight. There's so much fun around it. I mean, I, I have you, you haven't really said, have you gone to any lightning games this year? Uh, ben, I went to one on new year's Eve actually. Oh, did um, you? Okay. Yeah. So that was fun. Um, but no, yeah, be, being by Toledo, that's cool because I mean, some of those, at least a couple of those guys, are bound to be Red Wings eventually. Yeah, come through, yeah. So, so yeah, that's cool to see. Um, yeah, I've been to a couple Lightning games this year, not not as many as previous, but um, yeah, it's it's always it's always fun to live, even even if it's minor league, like you said, like it's fun to live in a hockey city or near yeah. a hockey city. Um, it just like it, I feel like it makes the winters a little more bearable, but. Um, all right, so for my for my uh, roundtable, the we got we got to at least mention it. The uh, <laughs> Florida State Seminoles got absolutely destroyed by the Georgia Bulldogs. Now I understand that, that these rosters are a little depleted going into yes, because no nobody cares at this point. But but then the CFP um, finally a did you watch both games? Yes, finally like two semifinal games that were awesome. Yes, like it, we we never get that. And, and can so, can I time out real quick? Yeah, can I? Yeah, I thought you were gonna your, your roundtable was gonna be Epstein's list, so I appreciate that. <laughs> so, but no, no, I agree with. Did the you. list come out? Yes, I don't. I haven't even seen. I just saw some <laughs> spat between Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Kimmel. But uh, yeah, I, I saw but, that uh, too. Yeah. No, I I agree with you. Uh, you know, honestly, I mean, I, I think probably two of them. I wouldn't say Texas should have won that easily nor what I've said Alabama should have won that easily, but probably I look at both. Um, you know, I, I feel like both games were maybe minor upsets, but, uh, you know, I mean, Hey, it, it just adds, you know, adds to the level, but yes, like you said, great games, the Alabama Michigan game that came down to a botch snap, which is, is totally crazy. And we were talking about this earlier today. Uh, some, some of my buddies, we were talking about how Michigan just wiped the table with Alabama in the first half. I mean, they just did whatever they wanted. And it, whether you love Saban or hate him, he's kind of like Bill Belichick. You get him to halftime and he makes adjustments and they come mm-hmm. out and it's like a totally different game. Yeah. And for them to lose the way they did. And obviously, you know, uh, for those of you who don't, obviously though, don't pay attention to Washington's quarterback, you know, he, he played Penix, he played for Indiana for a short time. So we saw him in the big 10, but I mean, they pretty much said that, said that he played such a good game. Did, did he get like, you know, did he get screwed out of the, the Heisman? Because, because his game, the way he played, I mean, he was threading the needle. So, uh, like you said, two two great games. Really excited for the national championship. Probably the first time, even without Ohio State, because Ohio State, you talk about Florida State getting smacked. You, you, Ohio State, it just shows they had no business. And the, the scary thing, you know, my reference to Ohio State is you're still a prestigious, prestigious school. You still have high recruits, and you, you put up three points, even with your backups. These guys are five-star players. They should still be able to play football. So, but... And, and it's yeah, the same thing with Florida State. Granted, that quarterback was was a stud, but there's no reason that they that 
that should have happened to them. I mean, Georgia's a different team, but I mean, it's just kind yeah. of the parody of the NCAA as well. We talked about the parody yeah, of the NFL, so. Like, Florida State had a ton of players sit out that game. Yeah. But, and I'm sure Ohio State did, too. Just thank God we didn't get Ohio State versus Florida State, right? That would have been terrible. But, uh, I mean, <laughs> that would have been like a, a three-point game to, like, a field goal. Just wins it. I mean, it was three, three to nothing. <laughs> Minnesota, the Vikings and Raiders game earlier. Yes, I mean, <laughs> and then, yeah, I mean, not to, but then Raiders will hang almost 60 points the next week. So, yeah, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's whatever. Yeah, I was hoping for, I was hoping for Michigan, Texas. I thought that would have been an electric final, but, um, yeah, like you said, Michigan, pretty good first half, then just finished it out, uh, in overtime. And then, uh, yeah, Texas, I, Steve Sarkisian getting a lot of heat for the, that play calling at the end of the game, which was interesting because they drove right down the field. Like it was no big deal. And yeah. then, kind of botched it in the red zone but so, so as a michigan state guy then are you a big 10 player michigan player are, are yeah, you I'm, looking you, my, you on michigan? yeah yeah my entire family is michigan fans that's why i grew up a state fan because i just wanted to be different so, so I, yeah, yeah yeah so i i just i pull for michigan for them but uh yeah no it should be two undefeated teams so it should be should be a good game should be a good game but that's Absolutely. all i got that's all I got to the new year. I, I, I like it. Yeah, we you know happy new year. Obviously, we yeah. talked we we talked obviously about the lines, the what everybody expected. Here we are, uh, you know Wednesday. Everybody's heard enough about it, um, but shouldn't ever in that situation. I, Here we are. Whatever. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Brad Allen is on Epstein's list. Well, I mean, he, he, one can only allege, but uh, <laughs> but anyway. So obviously, looking at next week, Minnesota. Uh, we'll be back after that game. We'll talk. We'll break down that game. Excuse me. Talk about the playoffs by then. We'll we'll kind of have a, a kind of a better general census of what we're looking. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see who we pair up with, what what it's going to look like. Uh, just want a healthy game, and uh, we had our predictions in, so definitely both have we both have the Lions here. So 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 I'm all aboard. But Zach, man, I mean, you started us. I'll let you take us out first. Yeah. Uh, the first show of the new year. So yeah, that's right. And we'll also have we'll have an update on the the Red Wings road trip. So cheers to all you East Coast people that stay up. That's this is the week you stay up till ten thirty to watch the games. Watch them. Um, yeah, and then we'll uh, we'll also let you know how many more games the Pistons lost. But but for the first episode of the year, it's been a good one. Thank you all for joining. For those of you who joined in live, we appreciate it. And those listening on the podcast, we appreciate you all as well. Share with your friends if you like it. Let anyone else in the Detroit, or if you're a fan afar like I am and Mike, technically he's in Ohio, then uh, yeah, share it with them as well because I'm sure they'd love to hear it. Thank you all for tuning in, and uh, happy and successful new year.